Joshua chapter number 3, verse number 1, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed them from Shittim, and came to Jordan, and he and, he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then shall ye remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way heretofore. I'm interested in that last little verse this morning. For you have not passed this way heretofore. Let us pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, thanking you, Lord, for this time that we can Come back to the house of the Lord, Lord, and get back into the, the worship services, Lord, and praise you, Lord, and glorify you. Help us today, Lord. Help us be, be what we need to be. Help those who are, are sick this morning. I, let, I pray that you lay your hand upon them, Lord. I ask you to touch me. Give me the energy and the strength and the stamina that I need, Lord, and I'll praise you for that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Here in our text this morning, we find that they have reached the end of 40 years of wandering journey of the people of Israel. They've been wandering in the desert and the wilderness for 40 years. We know that because of their unbelief and their hard hearts that God made them that. God didn't let them go into the promised land early in the book of Numbers because they rejected the word of God. Uh, they did not follow the Word of God. They did not believe in the Word of God. So God let them wander around for 40 years until all those that were above 20, except for Joshua and Caleb, died in the wilderness. They're, they're about to go into, uh, get into out of the uh, out of their familiarity, they're about to get out to uh, uh, something they're used to. They're, they're stepping out on their comfort zone. They're about to enter into an area or arena, if you will, uh, that they have never been before. They've never been before their lives. You realize most people in, in, in our text, they grew up in the wilderness. For 40 years, they literally uh, walked around uh, a circle, around and around. They grew up. In that time period, they had to become familiar with that route. <clears throat> they had become accustomed, they had become comfortable with the spot where they were in. They saw it on a regular basis. It was familiar. It was something that was normal to them. But now we find that God is about to take them to a place where they had never been before, and we find that God is about to guide them. God is going to lead them to this place that is uncomfortable. In fact, it must have been so uncomfortable that when he tried to lead them, uh, uh, their fathers before in it, they, they just backed up and said, we're, we're not going any further. We're not going no way. We don't want to go that way. So God raised up a people, a generation that didn't mind following God that do whatever God said. And we find that God said, for you have not passed this way here too for. A place where you've never been before in your life. It's no wonder why then in chapter 1, God tells Joshua 
Be strong of good courage. Be strong and a good courage. Be strong and courageous. Three times he tells Joshua that in a span of about nine verses. Be strong and of good courage. He wants Joshua to know that you're about to fight a battle you haven't fought before. And you're about to go to a place you haven't been before. But I don't want you to get weary. I, I don't want you to be uh, uh, faint-hearted. I don't want you to be dismayed or, or troubled or afraid of things that you're going to see. The same God that was with Moses is the same God that was with, will be with you, Joshua. The same God that kept you walking through those 40 years in the wilderness is the same God that will bring you to the promised land. Even though there's going to be uh, giants and even though there's going to be uh, uh, walled up cities, there may be some uh, great walls in our life, but God said He's able to bring us through and around and over all the obstacles that we may face in our life. When I, when I read this verse, it jumped out, and I believe that we're in a spot in our country this morning, in a place in American Christians this morning, where things are uh, that we are about to see in the next few weeks, the next few months, and maybe the next few years, uh, that we're passing through uncharted territory, passing uh, into places and areas Battles that are upcoming that we've never been to before. We've never seen before. I don't know what you've been reading or looking at in the media. There's a lot of crazy conspiracy thoughts going on out there. Everything is about to take a weird turn. And we're about to pass into some places as Americans that we've never seen before. We've never been before. People say, well, you survived Obama, you survived the Clintons, but we're talking about a radical agenda that has the hand on the lever of power in this country that we've never seen before. People that are in control, they're out of control. They're going to change this country. That like we've never seen before. And I believe if we come to uh, into power, uh, America will never recover what we're going to face. We will ha never have the liberties that we see. Our, our freedom of elections are over with. But I know when I read the Bible, before the church gets out of here, there will be some persecution on the church. There will be some hardships on the church. And I, I start to see that in the things that's going on in this country today. So what do we do? We've been living in our comfort zone. Uh, we're just walking around and around and around. And everything seems to be normal. Everything's normal for the American Christians, but we're about to pass into a spot that we've never been to before. We're going to go to uh, uh, do, and we're going to cross into spots and places that we've never been to before. 
There's three things that I get from the text that can encourage you, that Joshua used to encourage the people of God, the children of God, to press on. Don't give up. In spite of the fact that we're in a place that we have not been before, we're seeing things that we've never seen before, Joshua wanted to encourage the children of God, don't give up. I, I want you to keep going forth. So what are we supposed to do? What are, are, as you and I, as children of God, what are we supposed to do? Look at verse number three. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, or your God, and the priests of the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which ye may go. The first thing that we're going to do as Christians, as we get into a place that we've never gotten before, we're going to follow the promises of God. Preacher, how do you follow the promises of God? All they're doing is following a box around that's called the Ark of the Covenant. How's that following the promises of God? Well, if you read over in Exodus over there, uh, that what that box was originally intended for, we find that it was designed to do some stuff. Uh, in Exodus, God told Moses, I want you to build a box and call it the ark. And the purpose is that I, I want you to put my testimony in it. In other words, I want you to put the word, my words to the, my people in it. I, I want you to put the promises in this box. And I want you to get up every day and follow this box. Uh, let this box lead you. Let this ark guide you to where you need to be go. Every time you get up to walk, every time you get up to move, I, I want you to be following this ark. And I believe Joshua was saying, it's never led us astray before. It has never led us down the wrong path before. It has never led us to a place that we ought to not be in. It's been good enough to lead us up to now, and it will be good enough to lead us into the areas that we have never been before. Praise God. If it's good enough to lead us through the wilderness... It is good enough to lead us into the promised land. And we're just going to follow the promises of God. I want to say to you this morning, if worse come to worse, if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, what are we going to do? We're just going to keep following the promises of God. Always follows the promise of God. My hope and trust is not in the government. I, I don't believe in that. My hope and trust is not in the media. We can see that. You cannot trust those things. But thank God I have looked at the book that inspired by God and has never led us wrong. It has led me to safety so far. And I'm going to follow the promises of God. When you read uh, this, uh, Joshua said to follow, it's the same that thing that Moses said to the people in his time, follow. It was the art that led them around. 
And when Joshua takes over, he said, uh, we're just going to keep doing what Moses said to do. We're going to keep following the promise of the God. It's been good enough for that generation. It's good enough for this generation. It was good enough for my grandma and grandpa, and it was good enough for my great-grandma and my great-grandpa. It was good enough for the Christian generation before, and it's still good enough for you and I this morning. We're going to follow the promises of God. Look at your Bible and watch where it led them to in verse number 13. It is God's testimony. It is God's word that they're following. And it shall come to pass as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan. And the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above. And they stand upon a heap. Verse number 40, and it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over to Jordan and when the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people and they came, they bared the ark before the Jordan and the feet of the priests that bared the ark were dipped in the brim of the water for the Jordan overflowed his banks all the time of the harvest that the waters which they came down from above stood and arose and upon the heap for every from far from every city, Adam, this is the beside Zartan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plains, even the salted sea fell and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. Where the ark leads them, it led them through some deep water. Can I promise you this morning? I cannot promise you that when you follow God's promise, when you follow God, that it will not lead you into deep waters. Uh, it will not lead you through some hard times. But I'm listening to me. I'm telling you the promise of God will bring you through those deep waters. Uh, the promise of God will get you through and around those uh, deep waters. And the only way they're going to make it through the deep waters and the only way that you and I are going to make it in this world that we live today is that we follow the promises of God. we got to keep God in sight. we just got to keep on following God. The only way we'll get through is on the blessed book of God. The only way you're going to do is follow what God has said. Turn to chapter number 5. Turn to chapter number five. Following God led them to deep waters. But I want you to see where else it led them to. We're going to find the presence of God. Look at chapter five, verse number 13. Joshua was about to fight a battle that he has never fought before. Moses there is not there to hold his hand. Moses is not there to tell him what to do. He doesn't know what to do. Verse 13, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there had stood a man against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as a captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come to Joshua fell on the his face of the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. Now the same thing, burning bush, God told Moses the same thing, Loose thy shoe and take it off on holy ground. 
For the place thereupon you standeth is holy. And Joshua did so. You see where Joshua finds, he finds God. I believe with all my heart. The person he finds is Jesus Christ himself. Do you believe? Because there is only one person the Bible says that he is the captain of the Lord host. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 2, the, uh, Jesus said I, he is the captain of salvation. Joshua obviously looks at this person as deity because he falls down before him and worship him. And any other time you read in the Bible where there's an angel and the people fall down, he, they stop them so he can't do it. He doesn't stop Joshua from worshiping him. This is not just another angel. This is deity that Joshua is in the presence of. And when Joshua gets in the presence, he's about to get some directions on which way he's going to go this morning. Joshua said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Joshua was telling him, saying, I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where to go. You know, the best thing that we can do when we don't know what to do, we don't know what to go, is to get in the presence of God. Find where God's at and get where He is at this morning. I know people ask Him, Preacher, where is the Lord in America in 2021? He's in the same place He's always been. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, Jesus walked among the golden candlesticks. You know what that is a picture of the golden candlesticks? That is a picture of the churches. That tells me Jesus is still walking among the churches today. He's right in the middle of the churches today. Now I believe in 2021, Jesus is still walking in the midst of the churches. This morning, if you want to find him, you want to get in his presence, get to the house of God. Get around the people of God. Get into the place that's been set aside for His people. You can't find it sitting at home uh, watching the ball game. You can't sit it, uh, find it sitting at home uh, eating and drinking. You can't find it. Get to where God has set aside that His people to get together that can come into His presence this morning. Look where He found this presence at. Look at chapter... Verse number 30, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. Joshua is standing right next to the battlefield. He's going to be fighting a battle there very soon where blood's going to be shed. The Lord shows up. You know what I find out? You can find the presence of God even in some of the biggest fights in your life. No matter what you're going through, God could be there. The biggest battle that you fight, you can find the presence of God. And that, that is where I found the sweetest presence of God in my biggest battles, my biggest troubles. It wasn't on the mountaintop. It was down in the valley when God showed up. When all hell is camped out at your doorstep and you don't know which way to turn, Somewhere in the midst of that, God is standing, and God will show up. You can count on this. Mark it down. When you get to a place where you've never been before, start looking around, because the Lord is about to show up. 
And I, I believe in all of my heart that we're about to enter into a place that we've never been before. We're being led, being led into a place that we've never been before. But I'm just going to say this. I, I'm just going to stop and look around because God's somewhere in the midst of it. I'm going to still put my trust in Him. I'm going to still put my faith in Him. I'm not believing this world. The Bible says this world's not my home. I'm just passing through. I've got a glory land that I'm heading to. I'm going to follow the promise of God and I'm going to get in the presence of God. Look what he found when he got in the presence of the Lord. Verse number 14. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, and I now come. And Joshua fell on his face in the earth, and he did worship. Right in the midst of the battleground, right in the midst where the battle is going to take place, Joshua is starting to worshiping. Look at this. Joshua's on the battlefield, right next to the wall. He's looking around. He says, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know what we're going to do. I, I, I think we ought to just turn around and go back because it's just too high. I see no way through it. But again, God shows up. The presence of God shows up. And Joshua starts worshiping him. He's right next to the wall that's still standing. It hasn't failed yet. He hasn't dropped yet. And Joshua's on the ground worshiping God. He's saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. That's not the way we do it. That's, that's not how we worship God. We don't get in the presence by God uh, by standing before the wall and just worshiping God. We wait till God tears the wall down and then we start worshiping God then. No. Joshua said, hey, I believe, I have faith. And even though the wall is not down, even though I look, there's no way around it, no way over it, no way through it, I'm just going to get right here and I'm just going to worship God. I'm going to tell you what he's going through. When he's going through a place that's never been before, if we learn to worship God when it seems like there's no way, there's no way out, seems like nothing has happened, you don't know what God's doing, you don't know what He's thinking, but God will deliver. Right in the middle of it, just raise your hands and praise the Lord. Heaven is my home. Jesus is my Savior. I'm part of the church. And I'm look, I've got this great book in my hand. And we can worship God when everything's going wrong in this world. When everything goes down the tubes, we can still worship God and praise God. Josh, look, Joshua's not worshiping based on what he's done. At this point, like I said, the wall hasn't been done. He's, it absolutely has been nothing done for Joshua. Joshua is worshiping him for who he is, deity. Captain of the host. And here Joshua saying, you are worthy of my worship. Whether he knocked down the wall or not, it matters not. 
Jesus is still worthy of praises this morning. Jesus is still worthy of worship this morning. No matter what he does or what he does not do in our lives, God is still worthy for everything he's done and everything he's done. If he does nothing no more for us, he saved our souls out of hell and that's worthy enough to praise him for this morning. Joshua got a word when he got into his presence. He begins to worship. And he said to him, What saith my Lord unto this servant? When Joshua got into place and he got in his presence, God gave him his marching orders. When you show up at the place where the Lord shows up at, not only do you get worship on, you end up getting the word from God. How many times you've been sitting in church uh, and your life has been just tore up. Uh, everything in this disarray. Everything's about to fall apart. Uh, and you're looking for something and you're sitting in church uh, and a song is sung or, or a message is preached uh, or somebody testify. And all of a sudden God speaks to your heart and it's the word that you're looking for. God does it. God does it. He gets a word. He, he got a walk. In verse 15, he says, And the captain of the Lord of hosts to Joshua, Loose thy shoes off of thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. When you get in the presence of God, when you get worshiping God, it's going to change your walk. It's going to change. You try walking around with one shoe on, one shoe off. You, you can walk around with two shoes on or two shoes off. But it ain't easy walking around one shoe on one shoe. It changed his walk. And any time you get in the presence of God, the presence of the Lord, in a holy place, it's going to change you. It'll change you. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to cause you to live a holy life. It, it'll make you walk different. If you get in the presence of God. It'll make a difference in your walk today if you get in the presence of God. What, what are we going to do when we get to a place where we've never been before? We're going to follow the promises of God. We're going to find the presence of God. We're going to find, follow the promises of God. We're going to find, follow the presence, find the presence of God. And we're going to fulfill His plan. They said he got a word. He got his marching order from chapter 5. Look at chapter 6. Verse number 10. He got his marching orders. The Lord told him what he needed to do. Verse 10. The seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of the rams, the horn before the ark of the Lord, went on continually and blew their trumps. And the armed men went, went before them. But the reward of the, came out the ark of the Lord, the priest going on and followed with the trumpet. Here, here's what he says, what saith thy servant to do? The Lord says, I've got a marching order for you. I've got your, I got your battle plan. I, I want you to listen, Joshua. Joshua. I can see Joshua said, 
Give it to me, Lord. I, I got these bloodthirsty guys behind me. We got these tanks. We got these aircrafts. We want to blow this wall up. The Lord said, no, Joshua. On the first day, I want you to get up and just walk around the wall. Don't say a thing. Go back to camp and lay down. Hmm. Okay, Lord, all right, all right. Yeah, second day. We're going to get it second day, right? Second day, here we go. We're going to have a big fight the second day. No, Joshua. The second day, I want you to get up, walk around, go back to tent and lay down. What about the third day? Same thing, Joshua. I said, Joshua, I see a pattern here, Lord. Fourth day, walk around, go back to tent, yeah. Fifth day, walk around, go back to tent, yeah. Sixth day, walk around, go back. You know these guys are you know, ready to fight, don't you? We're just walking around, and we're going to look stupid out here. Well, all right, seventh day, you want us to walk around? Ah, no, the seventh day, I got something different for you. Yeah, we get ready to lay it up. We're getting ready to blow it up. We're just going to have a big battle. And I want you to walk around it seven times. What? Seven times. Yeah, I want you to walk around seven times. And when you walk around seven times, a trump says, and all I want you to do is, yay! You want us to yell? You want us to shout? Yeah, Joshua, that's exactly what I want you to do. He said, Lord, these people are expecting to hear a plan. I go back and tell them that. They're going to think I'm crazy. But I'll do it because you said so. I'll do it because you said so. And Joshua did it because he's faithful. It, it may seem mundane. It may seem uh, uh, boring, this plan that God has given him. Every time we get up Sunday morning, we come to church. Uh, Sunday night, we come to church. Wednesday night, we come to church. And it's just walking around doing the same things over and over and over. It's God's plan. It may be boring. It may be mundane. But God has got a plan for you and I this morning. You mean I got to get up every Sunday morning, come to Sunday school, and come to church, come Sunday night? Yes, yeah, God's plan. It, it may seem boring, it may seem mundane, but God's plan is still God's plan. And God is, I, I looked at this and He said, walk around one day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, seven days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven days. The Lord of hosts is telling the Lord, uh, Joshua, this is what I want you to do. And you got to be faithful in the first day just as you much as in the seventh day. You can't let back. You can't hold back. you got to be faithful each and every day. We've got to be faithful each and every day of our lives for God. Just walking around. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. We get a revival every now and then and change things up. But we've got to be faithful. We've got to continue to be faithful. How many can you testify that you've been faithful to the plan of God? Long enough. Just fulfilling His plan in your life. 
just by walking around. Even in the world that looks like it's gone completely crazy, the devil whispers in your ears, say, hey, you're crazy, you shouldn't have to do that. Yet you walk around the path long enough. I've watched God do some things down my path and watch him move some things in my life. I've watched him do things that nobody else could ever do because I'm in the path that God has placed me on. And I'm going to be faithful to that. We follow his plan even when it makes no sense. The battle plan he gave Joshua just did not make sense. But we see the results. The same thing for us. We stay faithful when it don't make sense. The walls in your life will start coming down. Joshua said, I'm just going to follow what he said to do. I'm going to be faithful. So what are we going to do, preacher? We're just going to be faithful. We ain't going to quit. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're not going to stop. We're not going to back up. We're not going to look back. We're just going to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I came across this poem. I really think it fits right in the scene today. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When cares is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. Life is weary with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many of fellows turn about when he might have won had he just stuck it out. Don't give up through the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the gold is nearer than it seems to faint and feathering man. Often the struggle has given up when we might have captured the victory cup. And we learn too late that when Night comes down, how close it was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint in the clouds of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are. It might be nearer than it seems far. So stick to the fight when you hit the hardest. It's when things seem worse, and you must not quit. What are we going to do? We're just going to keep on following the promises of God. We're going to get into the presence of God. And we're going to fulfill His plan. That's what we're going to do.